Republicans in the U.S. Congress continue moving closer to the opening of an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This is centered on efforts to paint Biden as corrupt and worthy of being impeached because of influence peddling and enrichment schemes involving his son, Hunter. Now, there's a lot of people who say there's there's no evidence there, but we'll get to that. Um, Hunter definitely has some issues to address. Those have been pretty well documented. And then last week, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed a special counsel into the whole Hunter Biden file late last week. So what does this all mean when it comes to the impeachment of Joe Biden? Is this actually something that we're going to see happen? We're going to speak with uh, Renan Levine, who is a professor of political science and an expert in American politics at the University of Toronto. Professor, thank you for joining us again. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. I, I understand that uh, we might be going on this cruise together. Oh, uh, I don't know. Are you a cruiser? I, I've never actually done Neither it. Neither have I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and sort of the idea of like going from one beach to another beach on a big boat, I'm just, I, well... I'm sure a lot of people enjoy it. You're, I'm, I'm with you. I am absolutely with you. Like, I don't see the appeal. It's not for me, but there are people who are cruisers who swear by it and wouldn't do it any it. other yeah. way, right? So, yeah, yeah. Literally, like, look, whatever you floats your beach, boat. Like, go to the stay on land, but yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'm a Maui person, though, and well, that was your other story. But yeah, talking about the Bidens, um, I, I do want to make clear, I, I think, two things that I think we should start with. Okay. Um, one is is that this is not the start of like what actual charges of impeachment. Um, this is in many ways cheap what we call cheap talk, right? There's okay. a lot of people, a lot of supporters of these Republicans saying you should be, you know, impeaching or investigating Biden. Yes, okay. that's right. Here's the announcement: we are investigating Biden, and you know, in a different climate, it would be. We're investigating. And, of course, this is a political investigation from Congress, not a attorney general, special prosecutor type investigation. Although, of course, there's also one of those uh, regarding Hunter Biden. Um, so there's that. Right. And so they can say, yes, we're investigating or we're going to hold hearings and we're going to talk about this. And it's just a matter of them allocating some money to certain staffers within Congress and whether anything come anything comes of it is a big open question right right but at a minimum um and i would probably expect that not a lot is going to come out of it but it means that every single one of these republicans can go to their constituents and they can say we're investigating there is an impeachment investigation underway and you know they may say something less circumspect but they may also say you know if there is evidence that points to wrongdoing and wink wink we think there may be we're going to find it right um and the other thing i want to point out is that how countries define corruption does vary from place to place and i don't know exactly how they define it in alberta but here in ontario it's very narrowly defined that corruption has to benefit like the politician um personally and this is in many ways what saved hazel mccallion the longtime mayor of mississauga uh, who recently passed away but there were issues involving her son do we see parallels here probably don't need to point them out too much yeah 
But uh, her son was a developer, and there was questions of whether or not she, as mayor of Mississauga, had given favorable treatment to her son, the developer, and his clients and partners. And one of the ways that she was easily able to evade any sort of formal charges, I mean, there was a big investigation because it was a complaint, um, was that it was quite clear that she never took a dime. (laughs) <laughs> but of course, her actions were clearly benefiting her son. Right. Yeah. So I want to I want to put that framing on this because yeah, we don't know. What we do know is that you know, given Hunter Biden's troubles that his father was well aware of, um, his father was clearly making some efforts to try to help him out. So if Hunter Biden would say, hey, you know. I've got some, you know, potential clients or some potential partners who are interested in me because my last name is Biden. Do you mind getting on a phone call or coming out to the golf course and saying hi? It appears that he did that. The future president did that. Um, whether he took a dime for that, whether that played a role in the decisions, whether he was even in office at the time that this occurred, these are all big question marks. And you know, all right, you know. Let the Republicans get to the bottom of that, uh, even if I may be skeptical that there is anything there, uh, especially anything that would then relate back to, well, did was Biden in position of pulling a policy lever of some sort that would then benefit Hunter and his partners? Um, that I'm going to find highly unlikely, because even if Joe Biden's vice president of the United States, you know, vice president of the United States has like... No formal powers. Um, But it is possible that maybe a phone call was made to somebody that might be in position of influence. But as of yet, nothing like that has ever been alleged or revealed. What has come out is that, yeah, occasionally Joe Biden would, you know, do a favor to his son and have, you know, meet with some potential investors, meet with some potential clients, you know, schmooze them up, which, uh, you know, if I had a famous dad, I would probably use it too. <laughs> well, I mean, that that's the thing, and it, I'm sure all this this stuff happens. We're, we we know it happens all the time. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the the mayor in Ontario. We can all cite different examples across the board. The question here, though, is, and like you say, this, and and you're not the only analyst and expert. Uh, there's a great many that have come out and said there's just, there's not enough evidence to begin impeachment proceedings. But uh, given where we are with U.S. politics in 2023, who cares? Right? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's like you say the Republican politicians who are under pressure to bring about impeachment investigations, whatever they may lead to, and they may well know it'll go nowhere. It doesn't matter. This is all about politics and um, fighting back and positioning things for the 2024 election. Right. And I would agree with that. I mean, one of the things that's remarkable about the change in politics about Trump, right? There's a lot of things we can point to and say, well, Trump was more of a symptom than a cause. But Pre-Trump, typically politicians would run away from notoriety and run away from problems, you know, change the topic of conversation. Trump tended to not do that. Trump's favorite strategy was to say, well, if you, you know, if you're calling me that, well, let me point out how my opponent is just as bad as I am, if not worse. Right. Right. As opposed to a full on you know, defense of themselves or usual tactic, which is avoiding the topic altogether. So he did that very successfully against Hillary, right? 
Americans actually found Hillary Clinton to be less trustworthy than Donald Trump in 2016. Right, because, you know, there was like, I mean, Hillary Clinton had the email server controversy, which, of course, now in hindsight is nothing compared to his document, you know, (laughs) issue. Um, But then and now she had this one thing and he would harp on it again and again and again, even with all sorts of controversies coming swirling around him. If anything, that became an advantage. And he was just sort of using this as well. You can't trust her. Yeah, You might not be able to trust me. All politicians are liars. She's a liar, as bad if not worse than I am, and that's that is not the traditional way <laughs> of going not. out and campaigning. Uh, usually, it's like, well, I'm not a liar, but this person is. <laughs> and Trump was sort of like, hey, people will say this about yes. me, but you got to say it as much, if not more, about her. And right. if you're not saying it, you're biased. This is the thing. That's what I wanted to ask about the bias, because that's what it always comes back to. Anything that happens to Donald Trump, it's it's biased. It's it's a weaponized justice. We've heard all the rhetoric. Now you've got special counsel being appointed by Merrick Garland last week. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with these impeachment proceedings, but in a way, if you're Joe Biden and you're the Democrats, is it not important to let this happen to impo- appoint the special counsel? to try and diffuse some of these allegations of bias. Might they even go farther in that direction to try and eliminate that bias? You know, I would say I would agree with you 100 percent, except that we seem to be living in a climate where even doing that somehow leads to people saying it's biased. Maybe I shouldn't say somehow, right? This is the person who had been doing the prosecuting, right? He is the U.S. attorney in Delaware. He's going to continue to be handling the prosecution, even though Republicans are already claiming that he's been giving Hunter Biden some favorable treatment. So, uh, yeah, maybe they should have appointed someone else as special prosecutor. But, of course, that would have meant starting from scratch and, you know, more time, more effort. Um, but yes, and I think this is this is but this is a big issue in both countries right now that our law enforcement officials have to be clearly seen as independent, right? Historically, they have always been arm's length plus away from politicians. And when politicians have tried to interfere in investigations, it's deservingly been a scandal. But it's always a challenge, right? How do you, yeah, you know, appoint an attorney general and, you know, chief prosecutors at the local or national level or, you know, have or elect, you know, your prosecutors at a local or national level directly um, without it being political, um, but then still sort of maintain some sort of barriers so that just because one side's not elected. And my big concern in, in both countries is that if we keep throwing around, whether it's judges or prosecutors, you know, bias this, bias that, then we're really undermining this idea of, you know, justice for all. Um, and and, and, I'm, and I, I wish I had a, an answer for you as to what we needed to do to restore oh, yeah. that trust. That would would not be wonderful. I mean, it, it, it's remarkable. That we're talking about all of this being done in the context of an election coming up in about a year and, I don't know, a year and a quarter or something like that. Um, and you know what? Uh, you've got one guy who's been indicted countless times, impeached twice, could be indicted again later this week. Um, you've got Biden who is wrapped up in... And you know what? None of it matters. This this is the thing about it. No matter what these investigations find, if you're a Trump fan, you're a Trump fan. If you're a Biden fan, you're... Like, I don't I don't see the polit- political upside to this. I really don't. Well, you know, I mean, well, well, 
for these Republicans in Congress, they want to get reelected as Republicans in Congress. They want, you know, they don't want an even further right wing MAGA nation extremist running against them in a primary. Right. Right. I mean, we have to remember this is the U.S., right? Canada, that tends not to happen where someone in your own party says you are not loyal enough to our party. Mm -hmm. That's been motivating a lot of Republicans in Congress. Now, in terms of president, I mean, when the images this weekend of DeSantis and Trump both being at the Iowa State Fair and Trump basically being surrounded by thousands of people and DeSantis being lucky to, like, shake someone's hand, you know, Um, but, you know, I mean, but the people who are left in the Republican Party have been loyal to Trump and do, for better or for worse, see this as a vendetta against them, the prosecutions against him. Um, but they are losing sort of the total number of people who are identifying as Republicans. There's a lot of people, and even some major Republicans, and especially Republican donors, are very concerned that Trump may get this Republican nomination, and that will just open yeah. up the door for a Biden re-election. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, the big issue on the Republican side right now is, I mean, just like as it was in 2016, which is how do we consolidate around one person to be the anti-Trump? Right now, right, I mean, so Trump may be leading in the polls, but if we had just one opponent, um, we might have a chance. But, you know, some people think it's Chris Christie. Some people think it's Ron DeSantis. and. Uh, the republic, the anti-Trump is so divided. It is, yeah. Uh, and Trump, of course, is maintaining this strong level of support. Huge. That, um, yeah, but but he's not maintaining it at a general level. Right. He's maintaining it within the within party. the Republican Party. And, and and I think we always need to keep that in mind um, that he's maintaining it within the party. There's examples of ra- like this around the world. Like Netanyahu in Israel would be one that would immediately jump to mind that, you know, you maintain the support of your partisan loyalists, but it's going to make getting, even if there's a relatively small number of swing voters, it's going to make getting those voters difficult to get. Yeah. And Trump, I would argue that Trump's magic in 2016 was that he won not only the populists, but he also won the traditional conservatives he against did. Hillary Clinton. And some of those traditional conservatives will stay home next November or they will vote for Joe Biden simply because, you know, they're, they're exhausted you know, with it. It's, it's, it's make make America boring again. Yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And there's no end of Republicans, uh, former and some current that have come out and said the exact same thing. Like it's it's a guaranteed Biden win if we do this. So we'll see where it plays out. But Rena, I'm late. I'm late for a break, but I, I appreciate you being here. And thanks so much. We'll, we'll chat again soon. Always my pleasure. Bye-bye.